Good morning. Hey, greetings from Oklahoma. Hey. I got to share this coffee cup. I don't know if I've shared. <laughs> I don't this know. It will our... it be mirrored? I don't know. I don't know if you're gonna be able to read, read it. I don't think so. Dad, you've always been like a father to me. My brother got that from my dad several years yeah. ago. It's just it's still one of my favorites, so I share that yeah. with folks from time to time <laughs> on our client meetings, what have you. So good morning, everyone. Good morning, it's a Wednesday. Uh, yeah. What Wednesday? Go ahead and uh, shout out, say good morning, and where you're where yeah, you're all let are us coming know where from. You're and from there is yeah. Shelly. Hello, Shelly. Good morning. Swimming with what? With rain. all the rain. Oh, yeah. Well, I wish that they not here in Gaiman. It's so funny um, when you talk to people that have lived here for forever. <laughs> they the the rainfall precipitation coming from the sky is always like a big thing that people talk about. Yeah. And it's never in inches. Yeah, I talked. I've always told people that having grown up out here, you know, and we had farm and ranch and and I always heard my dad talk about rain and hundreds of an inch we got 37 hundreds what yeah. nobody else that, talks like that yeah right? yeah <laughs> exactly it's dry country it it's is mostly the irrigated farms out it there. is i um when we first got out here i've i've heard stories about um this this lake called lake optima mm -hmm. okay Demaria. lake uh, and and the that apparently it was uh, they they got federal funding or funding or something or approval back in the 40s, 40s to build this dam to create this lake and um they didn't get around to actually uh actually uh making it or starting construction on it until maybe late 70s late 70s 80s. so by the time it and, and they even like paid to have people's homes moved out of the floodplain up onto higher ground because they were going to have this glorious massive lake and you know again they measure rain by the hundreds mm -hmm. <laughs> and by the time it was done there was no water to hold back and so you know i hear these stories it's like that was the big project that meant nothing. and i'm sure everybody has stories like that around where they live but so jim took me out there when we came in this last time and it i mean it's it's this massive thing that it's just a it's, big dry hole. It's just a dry hole. The so, massive yeah. dam. So that, but that's not what folks came to talk that's about. That's not There's what a whole well, geological you know, story they, there I, that yeah. we can share one day, but yeah, not it's, today. But it's you know, it's it's funny the things how long it takes those wheels of progress, government, whatever yeah, to move yeah. to get something done, and it's like meh, doesn't mm -hmm. matter anymore. So dry here, enjoy the rain. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Summary. <laughs> <laughs> there was not a Reader's Digest yeah. version of that at all. Can I give a couple of uh, announcements? Yes. Uh, so we got uh, Friday. We're going to talk CPI and GAP. Mm -hmm. We're going to really have these guys educate our listeners. because oh, We got Tim and Taylor Bird from Dealer RE. I think they mm -hmm. live in North Carolina. Their business is out there. Mm -hmm. And uh, so their folks have been around the reinsurance business a long time. And I, we've invited them to talk about CPI and GAP. Like I really, I have questions. Like I've been around this industry a long time and I have questions around some of this stuff. So, so they're going to come uh, educate mm -hmm. us on uh, those two products and solutions for kind of, you know, um, ancillary products or reinsured products for buy here, pay mm -hmm. here. And then Monday the 13th, this coming Monday, Chuck Bonanno will join us. So mm -hmm. looking forward to uh, having Chuck on. We'll easily find plenty to talk about Oh, absolutely. Chuck. And then uh, uh, Friday, we don't have anything yet, guests, for, for um, White Hat Wednesday next no. week. But the next Friday, isn't that the, isn't that? 
Oh, that's not when um, when Brent and no, okay, that's going to be the following be Monday, fun. the twenty seventh. Yeah, we're we have a lot of invitations out right yeah, now. Yeah, we got a couple uh, for, we're trying to firm up, so yep, we'll get those uh, on the calendar that. probably for that week mm-hmm. of the twentieth, and uh, yeah. so we'll keep you posted on that. Yeah, so, yeah, a lot of great stuff. There's Karen Barnett, uh huh, so. and Bill Elizondo. Buenos dias. So Bill is a tie-in. We we picked up an article from uh, yes. Bill's oh, great. Great NIADA segue. twenty group. Yeah. So yeah. good morning, Bill, and thanks for the. Uh, the share your article um, around the dealer and, and I forget the state, but really it doesn't matter for this particular yeah, conversation. It's like, we saw the thing about dealer getting fined for, I want to say the number was $350,000 um, and, and was a, you know, a multi-year state mm-hmm. investigation and they end up finding them, you know, that amount of money. But bottom line is this whole thing about doc fee to me is really interesting. It's one, it's one sliver mm-hmm. of a larger conversation around Mm-hmm. how do we price stuff and why mm-hmm. what's the what's the larger goal mm-hmm. around all of this stuff so the question today is what's the point why do we it, why do we choose to run these high yeah. doc fees what do we feel like we're gaining so, well and it kind of to me um from you know outside observer uh, that's going to get old after a while and people are going to you're no longer an outsider mm-hmm. observer um is that it it's when when we're when we're coaching a new um, when we're coaching a new dealer into business, there's typically two questions that are asked about how much can I charge for X? Mm-hmm. One of them is interest rate. Yeah. And the other one is doc fees. Oh, plus markup. The last and about markup. How price yeah. Card, yeah. But so. it's, but it's like, what can I legal, but th- that this conversation is about what can I legally charge? You can mark up your car to whatever you want to. Yeah. You know, you can three times, four times what you paid for it. That's the, no one's going to come after you for that. Well, you can't. I don't know if you can well, say that. Okay. Well, maybe someday. They um, might. Yeah. They but might. I mean, but, but it's these, it's these like interest rate and doc fees are two that, that people, uh, a lot of people that we put into business, it's like they, they understand that this is like what is legal. And so we usually say, you know, check with your, um, check with your state. You know, we um, check with your state. And then the second question is, how do you want to be known by your consumer, by your yeah. customer, your by community. your how community? How do you want your community to mm-hmm. view you? Mm-hmm. And so I think those are all. So that's why this doc fee is an example. And listen, doc fees have mm-hmm. been around since there have been cars, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. But they're, I think it just kind of begs the question and it gives us an opportunity to kind of sort this out. Because one thing I'm thinking about is you're talking about that. So states have a cap on interest rate. Actually, in the U.S., there's a cap on what they allow a would-be creditor to charge their consumers mm-hmm. in that state. Yeah, and there's Same usually reason for fee. that too. Yeah. You know, they have a good reason. It's like protecting the customer or the consumer. We don't, you know, we don't want people to be able to completely fleece them for fifty percent or whatever. So the key is, word yeah. you have said there was protection. And mm-hmm. listen, you know, this whole conversation, if we allowed it to, could get kind of political. Like you might say, you know, this is a political thing. This is regulatory. This is the government. You know, putting their thumb on us and keeping us from doing whatever. I'm thinking, okay, you can fight that if you if you want to fight. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not. That's I'm not. I'm not interested in politics. I'm just interested in success of the consumer and the dealer. Mm-hmm. So, and, and I'm interested in a, in a, in a happy relationship between a consumer and a dealer. So in that regard, I'm just coming at this particular subject. It, when you decide 
a doc fee because we've had these conversations with plenty of our clients. Oh my gosh, I mean, uh, some that are startup. in startup and some that are in um, in business and have been we're right for a long there time. with them when they're mm-hmm. setting up their DMS and setting these default settings where we want to put our doc fee. And so we have that conversation with virtually every client, mm-hmm. and so we can take you inside the way that conversation goes when we do it. But it's like. I think the real question is because, you know, we could we could bring 10 dealers to this mm-hmm. subject this morning and they would feel differently. Like there would be varying answers about that. So I just find it interesting to, to, to pick this one thing and say, why, why do we care? And why does the state put a cap on it? In most states, there may be some that don't have it to my knowledge, but but. If the state's putting a cap on it, what are they doing? The word you use, Michelle, was protection. Mm-hmm. They're, they're protecting consumers. It's one of the things they're charged with. They have a responsibility. Well, and it's this, the, and it's just not just the states, but like the CPFPB has been, I say that right? CFPB. CFPB, mm-hmm. thank you, mm-hmm. um, has been talking about like ancillary charges, like yeah. the add-ons. And, you know, it's to, to me, just reading and not being like super in-depth and understanding all the moving pieces within buy here, pay here it's in the same bucket. Yeah. I mean, you know, for, for me. And yeah. and so if, if it shouldn't be, then I haven't learned why, but yeah. from a consumer perspective, it's like, it's all in the same bucket. Yeah. And yeah. this is just one example of the kind of conversations that I so look forward to bringing through, you know, our virtual streaming in, and virtual platform and having bring dealers to these conversations mm-hmm. because it's, it's a, a really interesting philosophical thing. Like it's, to me, it's also it's business, right? But it's also kind of on the squiggly line side of what Michelle and I talk about. It's like, what is the, what is the impact of those decisions when we decide to charge maximum allowable doc fee? Mm -hmm. So in short, you know, when we talk about, we advise dealers when they're making that decision when they're brand new is I would say, let's not charge the max. Can I ask a question? Of course. Do you have to charge a doc fee? Is there something that says that you have to charge something for a doc fee? Well, it's been around forever. Virtually every DMS is going to have a default setting for a doc fee. You're not certainly not required to charge a doc fee. Okay, that's what it's like. Are you required to charge some kind of doc fee? I don't think here's what I think you're uh required to do. What well, I think what makes total sense, regardless of what the government thinks about it. If you charge one consumer a doc fee, you need to charge every consumer. And exactly the exactly same amount. The same, right? Yeah. Okay. Or so announce yeah. a policy change. If you're going to increase it, you just need mm-hmm. to post a note as of you know January 1st, or mm-hmm. our doc fee is going up or whatever. So you can change yeah. it, but you shouldn't you should charge every consumer the same amount. We know that. Okay. But it is it is an option. Yeah. Um, but that most everybody yeah. takes, but it's it's not required of them to charge this it's an option they take. And then at that point, it's typically, well, how much? Yeah. So I'll give you a quick okay. example. Like back when I was a dealer myself, we used to have this policy. I mean, I just made it practice that even if you were just selling some car cash to, you know, some consumer and, and, you know, maybe it's a little more, you know, a consumer with a little leverage and they were like, I'll give you $2,000 for a car, but I'm not paying your doc fee. Okay. And I will say to them, well, here's the problem. I have to charge everybody a doc fee. So your contract is going to say $1,950 plus a $50 doc fee or whatever the example is. Like How much, so how much you're charging everybody fee. else? If you drive out you of here with this to, car today, there's going to yeah. be a doc fee on your buyer's okay. order and there's going to be a doc fee. You know? Because, because uh, but the reason for that is, is not because you're legally obligated to charge a doc fee, but you're legally obligated to treat every customer the same as a 
your previous customer. And some of that is, is going to be law. Like that's just, that's oh, yeah. just common yeah, yeah, sense, yeah. right? That's, mm-hmm. that's the, you don't need the government to tell you if you charge every customer the same. Mm-hmm. So that was also just my policy. I was okay. like, I'm not going to waive it. I'm not going to mark it off the, and I'm not going to do a reduction and take the dock fee off. I'm going to adjust the price and you're going to pay a dock fee like everybody else. Yeah. It's got to be the same for everybody. And that's and just the way so, it- I mean, but I would imagine that most consumers understand that when it's like, okay, if this is what's holding back this thing, then let's figure out how we can make this work. But I have to charge you the dock fee. We never missed it a sale to, over yeah. it. It's just, I had yeah. to explain to the customer, I don't have a choice. Like yeah. I'm not, it's my policy and this is, we're going to stick to the policy. And uh, you know, that sounds like, I sound like that old thing about, yeah. there's no reason for it. It's just our policy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to squirrel, but I want to be able to come back to mm-hmm. what if you choose to change your dock fee? We can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how you navigate that. Okay. Sure. Um, because you know, yeah. But I think the real point here is, you know, as a new dealer, you got a choice to charge a customer $150 dock fee, or if your state allows it, a $350 dock fee or whatever. So yeah, I think that we've seen, I've seen, I've seen some um, $400. Yeah. Some that are, and I, I think that, uh, um, uh, George Spat was talking about like for new dealers, it's like 14, I'm just pulling, but it's like, it was a four digit number. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, again, you can't fight that. If you went into a, a dealership, um, a, a new car dealership, let's make it. And and I went in there. Same reason. If I, they were charging a thousand dollar dock fee, I would know that as a consumer before I bought and mm-hmm. I wouldn't let them add it. I wouldn't negotiate it in the deal. I understand I have to pay it. I understand mm-hmm. you're charging. You have to charge me the same thing you charge everybody, but because you're charging me that now I'm only willing to pay this for the car. So let's, yeah. you know, before we kind of dive into some of the, I, I, there might be people out there that are listening. It's like, okay, what is in a doc fee? What does a doc fee cover? What, what is it supposed to be for? I'll just tell you what I've been told. Like okay. I, you know, this is speaking as a non-attorney. Um, right. We, we play one every yeah, once in a while yeah. on the so, morning show, but remember yeah. Jim and Michelle are not attorneys. We're not allowed to provide legal advice. This is not legal or accounting advice on the morning show. Okay. That's this, that concludes. That our was disclaimer. our disc- disclaimer. Yeah. 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 So basically I need to have a ticker on the bottom. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> says, yeah. Yeah. So bottom line is I, what I was told, and this is way back when I got in the car business mm-hmm. in the mid nineties as a salesperson is like the doc fee is reportedly to allow the dealer to recover some of the administrative costs associated with preparing the title work that, you know, anytime a customer buys a car, there's a title transfer that happens. So they're sort of, you know, adding some administrative expense for the cost of transferring the title. I'm not sure why. I mean, it's like, to me, it's, it's like a cost of doing business because that particular function, if I'm just, I'm just saying it like, conversations with the CFPB and some dealer and I was called mm-hmm. in as an expert witness, I would just say it. The the reality is that especially in buy here pay here, that whole matter of processing the title and doing all mm-hmm. that stuff, the reason the dealer does it, because it's as much in the interest of the dealer as it is in the consumer. Uh, of processing, of the, processing title. the title, okay. filing so the lien, all the so stuff. So it's like something, there are administrative things, you know, you've finished the sales process, but there is more work to do yeah. after, but before we start getting into collections and all of that. So there's more work to do. So here's the question, uh-huh. just to stop uh-huh. on that, it's like, why do we not just not charge a doc fee and let's let the customer do it. Let's just let the customer do it themselves. We're not going to It's do not going to happen it's because happen. I mean, so it's, I get that it's to cover the costs of things that are, are protection. 
to the consumer. So it's like all of the, the I's will be dotted and the T's will be crossed. But it's also protection for the dealers. My point, okay. I guess, is like, that's the thing I'm saying. It's a pretty thin argument when I'm sitting there saying, well, I have all these administrative costs. Well, yeah, you're doing those for your benefit too. Mm -hmm. So I realize I'm saying this as somebody who represents dealers. Like we work, mm -hmm. dealers are our clients. Like mm -hmm. they're, and, and so when we advise them, we just say, look, if your state cap, maybe don't charge the max. Because what I'm really trying to do is just demonstrate some level of goodwill mm -hmm. with consumers. You, you know, doc fees have been around forever. So, you know, people are going to expect to pay a doc fee. So why, maybe why leave the money on the table? There's a whole different argument there. We need to probably, you know, flesh out, but it's like, mm -hmm. why, if I, if the consumer's okay with a $200, $200 doc fee um, and my state allows it, then why wouldn't I put it on there? Well, you can, but Maybe, maybe think about charging 175 because everybody else charging 200 or whatever. It's like, why would I do that? It's just, a, it's a show of goodwill. It's a pattern that I want to have in place in my dealership. If the CFPB or the state attorney general comes knocking because there was some complaint, some miscommunication mm -hmm. with the consumer and they filed a complaint and now somebody's knocking on my door, they're going to see a pattern when they walk in that we're doing, we're charging less than what's allowed legally mm -hmm. APR doc fee, you know, they see a pattern. Mm -hmm. Look, we're not out here to abuse consumers. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's just an opportunity. It's a, and so what is that missed $25 as an example? What does that mean to me per deal? Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot. And we know that one of the things I was thinking about as we prepared for this, um, this subject is I, I look forward to the day that we've got enough data and the people are starting to assemble this. Mm -hmm. I would love for dealers to have the data at their fingertips to say, you know what, out of a hundred deals that we do X number of them end up in charge off X number of them end up in accidents X number end up in. So only certain percentage of those contracts actually make the payments mm -hmm. all the way to maturity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I think there's a lot of dealers out there that have been doing this for a long time that could, you know, pretty much so say X percentage of them. They probably do. could. Yeah. yeah. So I think, mm -hmm. you know, just the dealers listening, they mm -hmm. look for yourself, go back and see. So my point is you're, you're only collecting that doc fee on a portion of the deals anyway, because if you think about it, you're negotiating with customers, certain payment that, yes. that $200 doc fee is just going at the end of the note mm -hmm. anyway, in a way. Cause you're usually not, I mean, you can say, Hey, uh, um, you know, it's a zero down plus title and taxes and doc fee or yeah. whatever. Um, but it still is, it still is wrapped into the amount of the loan regardless. So, yeah. it's so I don't just know all, what the number is. I, yeah. I, I wish I had it. I, I, yeah. I, it'd be an interesting thing to know, but only yeah. a certain percentage make it to the end, which means on those others, we actually, Amanda Sanchez confirmed that we actually just paid income tax. That's, that was something I was going to ask you is that doc fees are taxed like yeah, I don't are, know. Are it probably varies by same. state whether yeah. sales tax would be, but income, it's income. Like yeah. there's no because yes, it's not a tax, but it's not no. going. So it's just that, that that's so that's something to cons I think as a consumer, it's something to consider. This is taxed like everything else is. So it's basically every car, you just up the price of the car by X. And you, it's because you're paying the same, you could. the you same could. tax, the same yeah, or, taxes. Yuck. I know. Right. It's just that yeah, time of the yeah, year. Sorry. Will. We should be talking taxes <laughs> this early in the day. Um, yeah. yeah. So, or this early in the year. Yeah. Right? No, it's, uh, yeah. this basically is the idea is we're, you know, you're, you're all this stuff selling price. Uh -huh. It's like, we're, we're, we're paying income tax. When we mark the car up, mm -hmm. throw a doc fee on there. That's income to us. Mm -hmm. We're paying income tax. And on some of those contracts, they're not going to make it to the end. So we essentially paid income tax 
on money that we never collected. And, mm-hmm. and yes, we recover it, of course, and it gets adjusted as we have charge-offs and mm-hmm. expenses and, and whatever. But the reality is we're, we're piling on is the, the phrase I kind of think about when, when I think about it. And I don't use that expression out loud very often, but it's like you're, you're, it kind of can look like if, if I'm a regulator who's charged with this responsibility of protecting consumers, one of the things I'm looking for is, and this is just me mm-hmm. talking, this is me just acting like I'm fresh out of college as a, as a CFPB regulator, I'm, I'm charged with the responsibility of finding, you know, creditors who are out there piling on and taking advantage of consumers. So what does that look like? Well, you know, I think we can all say if we, if we're across the board, we're charging the max at every turn. Yeah. Then that's one of the things we've talked about before. I have, um, you know, as, as you were talking about this, I have like something that came up as, as, um, Outside of the car business, an example of this kind of thing happening. And and I know for me as a consumer, like it frustrates the crap out of me um, because it's like, just tell me how much it is without. All. So the, what I'm what I'm thinking about is like using um, um, Airbnb. VRBO, you know, Mm -hmm. any of those kind of things that, you know, when you're looking and you're scrolling through and trying to find the place, it's like, oh, you know, a hotel would cost me um, $120 a night, but I can get this one for $90 a night. And so it's like, it's saving me money. And then I go into it and all of a sudden I'm, there's administrative costs that the owner is charging of $150, which it's like, why don't you say that on the front end? Because I mean, I'd be happy to to look at it apples to apples instead of, you know, it's like you're high because it to me, it feels like you're you're advertising when I look at Airbnb, mm-hmm. you're advertising a lower price to get me in the door and then you're gonna sock it to me with fees. Yeah. And it frustrates the heck out of me because it's like, you know, just Instead of saying it's $90 a night, just charge $100 a night so, and not have those administrative fees. I'm glad I'm you brought that up that. because you're going to the heart of this mm-hmm. whole thing. That Take it out of buy here, pay here. Mm-hmm. And you, so why is there a BNB owner doing that? Additional markup. Ex- exactly. It's additional markup. And it's like, them. oh, so you, you got to what? Talk to them a couple of times. So you're going to charge people more for that. Yeah. It's like, that's what you, I, I understand when I'm sorry, boy, I got worked up about that just really fast. <laughs> well, I understand go. when I go to a hotel that when I go to a hotel, I'm going to get charged whatever taxes that the city, county or mm-hmm. state or federal, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I understand when I am booking a hotel room that there will be taxes. I have zero heartburn Mm -hmm. about, well, um, actually I might have, it's like really the County is charging taxes for, you know, you go to places like uh, Orlando or Anaheim and it's like, there's this recreational that the the government is charging. It's like, Mm -hmm. but that's them. That's not the hotel. Um, So I have zero heartburn. I have, or like a cleaning fee. Yeah. Seriously, I it's like why would I go somewhere and a sh- hundred dollars a night? Maybe maybe it's fifty dollars for administrative, but they're charging me a hundred and fifty for cleaning fee. Yeah, well, and that that's yeah. similar to our doc fee because that mm-hmm. they are supposed to have some direct expense with that, right? Mm-hmm. They have some administrative cost. They're paying somebody actually, but likely they're marking that up too. They're mm-hmm. likely charging that up. So it's it's additional so they're making profit. money off of paying someone to clean. And I think most anybody, you know, again, doc fees have been around so long and they're so well 
entrenched and I'm not saying necessarily do away with them. I frankly don't see a lot of point in them. Like it's in the buy here, pay here, at least I can get it in a retail transaction because it's additional profit. It's a chance to make a little bit more money in the deal. I get that. But in a buy here, pay here deal, when we're financing that markup, then we're paying income tax on that Mm -hmm. markup. The consumer would, if we threw that same $200 over in the selling price of the car instead, they would still pay it. So the dealer still gets it. So this is just, it's really a tactic and it's one that it feels, um, it feels, um, what's the word egregious. I mean, it feels like it's like, again, they've been around a long time. There, there are other words, but basically the idea is that it's just, uh, it's an, it's an add on it's additional markup. And so the mm-hmm. question becomes, do we really need that income? So let's, you know, we got Hugo here. Let's ask Hugo. <laughs> do we really need that income? Yes. Are, do see, you realize that though realize too? It. So it's like, what, what's the point if you, if you're never going to realize it, yeah. why add it? Yeah. Well, um, and so some dealers, I know we've met dealers who are really in this business for the finance charge income. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the actual selling price of the car and some of that stuff, the markup in the car, they're really interested in the spread between what they pay for money and what they charge the consumer for money. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's out there, that business model and strategies out there. And so in that way, a $200 knock fee plus 20% interest, you know, is like that's additional income to them. I get it, but I'm just saying, why not back it off a little bit? Why not make it a sensible number? You're reportedly charging it for administrative fees why not make it a, you know, a, a sensible number that doesn't make you a target? Like to me, it's just like, um, we can say the CFPB is out there kind of, you know, scanning the horizon with, you know, whatever and Who's trying to charging, find, and, yeah. and that to me is the low hanging fruit for them is everybody that's charging max across the board. That strikes me as a place to go first, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's say, um, let's say that, uh, that someone, I was like, you know, I've been charging max I, I and I want to lower it. Mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned that it's like if you've done it for one, you have to do it for all. So how does that shift happen? What do you do to make that shift if you choose to make a shift, whether it be to go down or up or whatever? Yeah. If you're changing that doc fee from what you have been charging for the last 10 years, okay. what does that look like? You mean if I just want to make a change policy? If you want change? to make a change, a policy change. Well, I just change. would make an announcement well in advance so you could post it in the office and maybe, you know, notify people by, well, I don't think Do you have to notify it. past customers? No, because it doesn't affect the new customer. It only affects new customers. So I think you would just post it in the office wherever that says effective mm-hmm. January 1 or whatever date you pick, effective January 1, our doc fee will go from $150 to $200. And of course, you would put some spin on it just like they do, you know, with all the green stuff and, and environmental stuff. You'd put a spin on our cost of administration have gone up, so we're moving our doc fee, blah, blah, blah. You know, you would just try to put the positive spin on it. I... I Hey, I appreciate that, but that just rubs me it's wrong. It's offensive, isn't it's it? It's offensive. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like that's, I think Michelle has given a real good example of what it looks like for the consumer. And it looks like for that green person just coming in um, that for the CFPB that is like, what's the lowest hanging fruit? Yeah. Um, you know, that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's really interesting that, um, you know, again, the whole subject is, um it kind of ties back to customer retention, like mm-hmm. customer satisfaction and customer retention. Is a customer going to not do business with you again because you charge $200 for a doc fee instead of 150 
no, I don't think that's going to be a separator, right? I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the difference. But I think that it really, you know, our, our good friend Tommy out in Pennsylvania, he's been a dealer for 30 plus years now. And and he and I kind of, you know, had the same early education around buy here, payer, which is, you know, why don't we, of course, back then we had low, lower ACVs, shorter term notes. And so the idea was to make sure we were hyper-focused on the customer having a a good experience and buying from us again, especially shorter term notes mm-hmm. that becomes more important. But I could argue that regardless of the length of the note, you get one consumer. And if they're in on a contract with you for four years and you're in a smaller market, and now that customer reaches the end finally, and they're so tired of this contract and so mm-hmm. tired of doing business with you that they don't want to renew. They're going to go elsewhere. They're going to end up at Carvana or wherever, like you pick one, but it's like, why would we not create an, um, a solution? Because I feel like often we're very short-sighted, and this is not just by your payers, mm-hmm. sometimes in business overall. Why don't we charge a little less, have the customer have a really successful experience, get them to the end sooner than later, and then be able to move them in? To yeah, move them into another vehicle. car. Yeah, because now like- look at your market. Now look at your, what you're earning from that customer <laughs> over 10 years. Yeah. So, you know, and yeah. keep that customer with you. So this is just one example of how yeah. that becomes a thing. So, so there's a couple of things and I post, and I'm going to pop, pop it up there again. Karen Barnett, who um, works on the capital side, is in some states like South Carolina, you have to file or notify your fee with the state. So mm-hmm. there is some filing. And then we got a really good question um, uh, that asks, could you charge buy here, pay here and retail sales different dock fees? Let's say 179 retail, zero for buy here, pay here. Would those customers fall into the same category in the eyes of regulation? That's a good question. I think um, maybe somebody listening has that answer, Robert. I don't, I don't know. Like we're not, we're not attorneys. And I'm not an attorney, but just looking at it, it's like, if it's out of the same business, I, as, as someone that's like, then why are you charging the cash deals. Yeah. If you're not charging buy here, pay here, why are you charging more for these people than these people? So I, I agree with I her. Mean, I think you yeah. would want to be able to have that rationale mm-hmm. ready, like explain I, but, what's yeah. your, what's your motivation. That, there that would be that. something like someone who understands compliance yeah. that could come in and say that. So the Steve Levine's and, 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 and others that are in that, that world would be a better person to ask that or ask your state, your, yeah. your state um, organization. And then uh, Shelly, uh, like, I think this subject matter has hit a nerve with <laughs> Michelle. I also happen to agree. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it didn't, it honestly, Shelly, it didn't. Well, okay. It's always been something that I've just been like, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. And I've always been a proponent of less is better or none is best. It, that, and that's just my perspective. Less is better and none is best. And it comes from, you know, that, I, I guess from that feeling I have like with the Airbnb, but it wasn't until we were sitting here that I was like, it's the same thing to mm-hmm. me, yeah. uh, like energetically, like yeah. how it makes me feel. Right. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. And so, you know, um, I, maybe, maybe our buyer payer consumer doesn't get their panties in a twist yeah. because they're not even using Airbnb. I don't know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I know as a consumer, that's something that just like, well, here's the reality. Your consumer is probably not going to choose not to, if they're at your place of business and mm-hmm. you've otherwise got the car that they want and they're otherwise satisfied with you, you know, as a dealer, 
then they're probably not going to resist the doc fee. Mm -hmm. They might notice it. It's always told people about price is that, you know, the consumer won't necessarily, if they're in a tough spot, you, you price your cars high. It might not keep them from buying, but you'll never know if a customer politely says, you know, I may come back and see you on Saturday. And then you never hear from them again. You're not going to have good results to know if did, did they choose to walk because, because of price, that? because the, the price was, you know, we just don't know the yeah. reality. I generally say that consumers and buy here, pay here don't not do business with somebody because of price, unless mm -hmm. larger markets, when, the, yeah. you know, very competitive market, a lot of dealers up and down note row, then yeah, yeah that can become Could a thing. though too, like, you know, we know our, that our customer sometimes goes sideways, mm -hmm. you know, they're angry about something they feel like they've been slighted by you in the course of the contract you know they're like i'm gonna turn you in to better business uh, we've all heard it right because yeah. i it's like i'm gonna turn you in and so they get into a contract and go what was this for and you know they'll contact so it's like they were charging me things that was not you know that wasn't the price of the car it was mm -hmm. this and so uh, is it possible too that um you know if if you got a consumer that is like this ticks me off and they're reading the news that doc fees are under scrutiny and then you i mean do you I'll open yourself up to they charged this one was about two hundred dollars they charged me four hundred dollars that's mm -hmm. wrong i'm gonna turn them in could <laughs> I, be. It could just, be. I mean yeah. we don't know what what triggers the consumer yeah. right but it's like i think it's just like i said i view it as an opportunity to um to in your vernacular you know less is better i think it just is it's just i just think goodwill mm -hmm. it's just simple goodwill and so why would we not take advantage of an opportunity and i'll try to go find the episode and we'll share it here and as this um, broadcast goes out we'll share it in the the comments the we did one on convenience fees once and i think the, yeah, the conversation because was, there was similar. in the news about yeah. it was some people were charging for the helium and tires yeah. or the, you know, just these yeah. little add-ons. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, you know, it was interesting though. I just, one last side note, maybe a pitch for some of the things that we're going to be talking about at this event in March um, where we're, it's, it's going to be about how do you, your pathway to success and freedom and all of that. I was reviewing a podcast that we did last spring um, uh, with, it was a three-part series on blue sky value. And um, I, as I was listening, Ken Schulson, it was the second one of the three, but Ken was, he said, and this is before all this stuff started coming out. He's like, we have to stay compliant that the, the governmental regulation regulators, there are things on the horizon that are going to be, be, be put under extreme scrutiny mm -hmm. And we have got to stay compliant. And so it's like when I was, when I was, uh, that was the day before yesterday. And I was like, oh, this is really, it's, it's um, timely yeah. to, to go through and, you know, take a listen to, to that as well. Um, so a plug for, um, it's a tote the note podcast that we did last spring, the three part series with Brent Carmichael. Ken Shilson was in the first two and then the last one. Why is the name just completely Mark Burkholder? Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. Who we're going to have both of them on the show. Sorry, Mark. Yeah, it's 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 not <laughs> it's early. She hadn't <laughs> it's had it's early. Um, so you know, listen to that because that 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 is a uh, you know, it's that whole also part of 
being sustainable, being, you know, having that freedom is keeping yourself compliant. And so, That's you know, piece. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, sure. really good piece. So, so and recap, we will be talking about just that. Quick too. recap. Uh, this coming Friday, Tim and Taylor Bird uh, coming to talk mm-hmm. to us about CPI and gap. Then Chuck Banano comes to join us on the 13th, which we'll talk about all the good stuff by here, pay here with uh-huh. Chuck. He's been around the business uh, longer than I have. And I look, always look forward to a conversation with him. And then Monday the 27th, as you mentioned, Brent and uh, Mark Burkholder, probably on that week of the 20th, we're going to have Steve Taylor. And Steve Taylor, for those who don't mm, know him, is the, the director of acquisitions for Carmart. And I enjoyed meeting him at the Super Forum. We've been back and forth in conversations. And he will also be um, among our panelists and, and uh, March, the on March the 30th March 30th event. event. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, when when watch for the date on that, because when when you hear Steve Taylor's name, it's fascinating to me to, mm-hmm. to have a conversation with him around what's Carmart looking to acquire. You know, here's he's the mm-hmm. director of acquisition. They're out there, you know, looking to acquire a dealership. So it'll be a really rich conversation. It, yeah, to well, that. and that's and that's like the whole thing is like, how do you retain and increase value of your business? Mm-hmm. And so that yeah. will be it's like, well, what are people that are looking to purchase looking for? Yeah. Which is it doesn't mean that you have to sell, but it's about increasing your value. Yeah. Being in um, a position to sell if something if should ever anything change. should ever happen, which happens sometimes you don't sell you just you know yeah. maybe you're transferring it to a family member or whatever but mm-hmm. yeah it's like they're just trying to make sure all the dealers have value so Absolutely. why don't we jump Let's hey guys thank you so much for joining us today we're really grateful um happy white hat wednesday and we will see you on friday thanks for tuning in thanks so much talk to y'all later